It's all about loving the Lord your God. Um, but I want to just remind us today that every one of us is a child of God. In the context of, of how God created us and, and, and the position that he puts humans in, in the world above the animal kingdom, we are not just animals, although we have many, many animal instincts, I realise that. We are not animals, we are different to the animals. 1 John chapter 3 says this, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. I want us to hold that verse in our minds as we go through this morning. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Every human being that's ever lived has, been, has the potential of being a child of God. You're created in God's image. We have that spark within us that is created in God's image. What does that mean? What response does that elicit from us? Um, well, I guess it has, elicits one of two responses which, which we can see all through history. We can see in our friends, in our families, in ourselves. We either accept that truth or we can reject it. Those are the two choices we have. Um, but essentially, God loves us. I've got a very small um, example here of this. Uh, it was a great advertising campaign put on by a, a very popular chocolate factory in, in many years ago. I don't know if it's still around, but I wonder if anybody can recite any chocolate adverts they may have heard in the past. You know, what, what are the hook lines that they're trying to get? A Mars a day helps you work rest of day. Good one, yeah. That's not the one I'm looking for, but that's very good. See, they're in there, aren't they? Finger of fudge is just enough. Brilliant, excellent. Somebody else? Because the lady loves milk tray. Because the lady loves milk tray. I'm not... Okay, stop now. Right, that's enough. <laughs> We're going a bit too far with it now. I'm not dashing enough to do the milk tray one, but there, there is this one, um, which is the Rolo advert. Remember that at all? What was that, Paul? Do I love somebody enough to give them my last Rolo? Was the advert advertising campaign. I have one Rolo left in this packet. Do I love anybody enough? Do I love anybody enough uh, to give them my last Rolo? It was a great advertising campaign. Um, you know, I think many millions of people probably um, swallowed that one, hook, line and sinker. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I didn't. <laughs> so, it's tricky, isn't it? How great, <laughs> how great the Father's love for us that he lavished um, his love upon us that he makes us his children. For the people of Israel, the command was... Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. They've added mind up there because that ended up in the New Testament. 
It's not in the Deuteronomy verse. The Deuteronomy verse, um, I believe, if, I don't know if Michael is here, and he might correct me on this if I'm, if I'm right or wrong. The, the, the Deuteronomy verse is, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. The Lord, uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Now, apparently, um, I believe, that from, from what I've researched, that uh, that was supposed to be recited daily by observant Jews. Can you imagine that, in doing that, being, being told that to be a good Jew, or to be a good follower of God, to be a good child of God, you need to recite that every day. But that's great, isn't it? Because we need to do these things to get them into our psyche, to get them into our minds, to, to, to begin to live these words. And if you're reciting that every day, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. If you recite that every, every day, you're going to pick that up. It's going to go in. Um, so I want us to... Uh, to have a quick look at these three words, and I want some ideas. Um, what is it about the heart? Think about all the different contexts of, of the word heart. Okay, I'll give you one to start with. You can have a broken heart, can't you? Come on, what other things do we have from heart? A heavy heart, brilliant. Keep going. Heart ache. Heart of gold. Cold heart. Cold. 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 Heart of stone. Stone. Very good. Crop broken. Warm. Warm heart. That's more like it. (laughs) And and there's no right answers here. This is. We have the word heart, but. If, if you look at the Bible and, and oh sorry, Jonah, what? Loving. Loving heart. A what? A warming heart. Well, let's keep that one. Let's just add in to that one. Undivided. Wow. Okay, so the heart, the heart is much more than just the organ that shoves the, the, the blood around your body, isn't it? I mean, for the, for the Israelites, the, uh, the, the blood was in the life, the, the life was in the blood of a, a human or an animal. Uh, God talks about that. He says, he says it, that the, the preciousness of life uh, is, in, is in the blood because if you spill the blood, that's quite a significant thing and it's going to be the end of life. But the heart isn't, is more than just that thing that pushes that life around our bodies, isn't it? We can feel so much. Uh, and we talk about it, our feelings coming from the heart. Wow, that's good. Uh, so, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart. It's, it's, it's just... It's so much more than just a saying the words or, or understanding it in our mind. It, it is, it's something that goes far, far deeper. Right, let's, let's shoot the next word out pretty quick. Come on. Um, it's not that one, it's this one. Where's my soul gone? There we are. 
PowerPoint for Neanderthals. Sorry, one day I might become technologically clever enough. Uh, let's have a, a little idea about soul. Who can, th who can think of some suggestions? Soul destroying. Whoa. Mate. Soul survivor. Somebody else said something like Soul full. Searching. Soul scary. I seem to be watching too much of the movies, you know. So what is the soul? These are all very important, valid things. They're things that really speak deeply into us. But what is the soul? <laughs> Say again. Presence of God, I like that. That's <coughs> what we said earlier. The presence of God. Yeah, it's that spark of life that we recognise in one another. It's our personality. Anybody else? Yeah, it's the second life. Well, the soul is the thing that God created within us and it lives on. Your psyche. Psyche. You're just testing my spelling now, aren't you? <laughs> no, I shouldn't have had a Y in it, should it? I think the Y's wrong there. Don't look right. Yeah, your psyche. It's, it's the essence of who we are. Brilliant. Inner being. I like it. Right, good. I looked on Christianity.com, because you can believe everything you read on the internet, uh, and it states that souls belong to the Lord because he created them. Psalm 42, verse 7, let's go to the Bible rather than just the website, but Psalm 42, verse 7 talks about deep crying out to deep. The essence of who we are, that personality, the thing that we recognise in one another as making each person individual. Those inner beings, our inner being is designed to worship its creator. And, and in some ways, lots of people will tell you it doesn't rest. Perhaps you've, you can identify with this. Your soul does not rest until it finds uh, that home back with, with our creator. Right, let's quickly move on. To strength. Come on, what sort of context can we have strength in? It's because it's you know another word with lots of facets. Body strength. Body, like uh, power lifters, yeah. Mind. Will, very good. Character. Character. Determination. Determination. Inner strength. Inner strength again. It's another word with so many facets. 
you know, in the Bible it talks about the strength of an army, uh, an army's might. Um, yeah. You can have strength of, of love, which would be... Uh, well, I'll just put love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that, that, that love can, can overcome a, a lot of things. That, it's a very powerful thing. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not just a physical thing, is it, strength? It has so many different facets, so many different contexts, so many different applications. And although we have one word and we understand what, some, what, what we say with the context of talking about somebody with a strength of will or a strength to overcome something, we understand that. But in Hebrew, there would have been a lot of different, and if we study it deeply, there would be different nuances within that word. Uh, a, a strength of ability. You know, when, we, when we're getting applications for people to, to apply for a job, when we get a, a, a description out there, you, you look at strengths, well, you, we don't call them that anymore, but strengths and weaknesses. You might, you might want to sort of see, oh, that's, that person's got a strength of leadership. So there are many different things. Ability, influence, resources, energy, application of the mind, all those things have an element of strength in them. It's interesting to note that difference between the Deuteronomy verse and the New Testament verses. Those, uh, the two, the contexts in the Gospels were, were brought to Jesus to test him and to try him. If you look at uh, Matthew and Mark uh, and Luke, but they, they, the, the Pharisees came to Jesus to test him. And they said, which, you know, they could see he was a teacher. And I don't know why they, they tried him out. Because this was, this was the basic rule that every, every Jew would have known, as I said earlier. Why did they test him with that one? Uh, so he comes in with this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind. Well, strength and mind could kind of be uh, joined together in that. So, you know, I'm not going to argue too much about individual words. But just to close out, this Sunday, this, this new year, is, is a good place to stop and take stock of, of where we are individually, where we've been, where we've come from, where we want to go where we feel God is leading, prompting and guiding, and perhaps even challenging us. You know, it's, it's really important that we take responsibility for our own walk, our own faith. There are people around who support, disciple, mentor, encourage. But at the end of the day, it's up to each of us to, to take responsibility for our, for our own uh, relationship with God. So it's a challenge to me as well. It's... How am I serving God with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my strength? And I want us to ask that question of ourselves today. We'll take a, a, a few seconds, a couple of minutes, just to <coughs> consider those things and um, pray in the silence for a minute or two and uh, 
start this new year with perhaps, I don't want to say the word resolution, but that decision to, to get closer to God, to hear from him, to expect to hear from him, to build your relationship, each of us, to build our relationships uh, to deeper with God. Let's take a few moments. Lord God, we acknowledge your love for us. We sing and talk and read and pray about the great sacrifice that you gave for each of us. We rejoice in the love that you lavished upon us. And we hear your call to follow you more closely. And to love you more dearly. Lord, we welcome your challenge. Because we want to be fulfilled in that relationship that we have with you. We want to see you at work. We just thank you for the work that has uh, been highlighted today. The things that, that we've seen going on just in this town. The commitment and the willingness that people give to follow your simple command to not only love you but to love one another and to spread the love to the world that needs it. So we bless you Lord that you want to be the hands, you want us to be the hands and feet of your gospel in this place. Draw us closer to you we pray. Amen.